Into our third hour. What's going on? Welcome to the program. Welcome back. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever your deal is, good to have you here. I am Jim Rome. I've got the big head James Kelly joining me momentarily, but I want to start hour number three by reading this from one of you. Rome, Russ is just the reincarnation of Tim Tebow. It was painful watching Tim play and just as painful watching Russ, who has about the same stats as Tim. I don't know how Peyton is winning games with this clown quarterbacking, but he's definitely earning his paycheck. Chris at my two cents worth sent that. Chris at my two cents worth. Hey, yo, bro, let me give you my two cents. My two cents are that that's a horrible take and way off base and way out of line. The only part about that take that's accurate is that it was painful watching Tim play. That's true. In the NFL, it was. Great college quarterback. Great human being. Great college quarterback. Terrible NFL quarterback. And it was painful watching him play. Dude, come on, man. That's just hating. That is a pure example of hate. That's hating just to hate. What do you mean they have the same numbers? Their numbers are similar. The hell are you even talking about? The numbers. You want to talk numbers? Don't say things like their numbers are similar without proving it, without backing it up, without documenting it. Let me give you some numbers. Tebow's entire career as an NFL quarterback, 17 touchdowns, 19 INTs. Or nine INTs. 17 touchdowns, nine INTs. Way to go. Almost a two-to-one ratio. 17 career touchdowns. Russ threw, let's just, this season alone, through 12 weeks of 2023, 20 touchdowns, four INTs. So what do you mean their numbers are similar? They're not even similar. His career numbers aren't even similar to this this year's numbers. He's got a 5-to-1 ratio. He has 20 TDs, 4 INTs. He's taking care of the football. Oh, oh, then there's the 328 career touchdown passes. Oh, yeah, the ring, too. It's a bad take, dude. It's a really bad take. What he is is understanding what he's not. What he is is understanding that he's no longer what he was. What he's doing is buying in. What he's doing is looking to see what's available to him, and if it's not there, checking down, taking care of the ball, moving the chains, I don't know, winning football games, using his legs but only when he needs to, and no longer looks like a sack of russet potatoes. potatoes. I got to give this guy credit. You You can call him cringy, awkward, and cheesy. And you'd probably be right on all three measures. But he's winning, and he reinvented himself, and he's doing what he has to do. And no, he's not Tim Tebow reincarnated. Tebow was not an NFL quarterback. He just wasn't. Russ could end up being a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. It's a bad, bad comparison. That's my two cents worth. (laughs) Two cents worth. That that was a horrible take. Appreciate that. You're a loud one. Not all my takes land. <laughs> that one. That one belonging to you didn't. All right. That said, it's Monday. 
Now that I got that out of the way. And since it is Monday, of course, we go with a mini big head. See what I did there? A mini big head. That's almost like an oxymoron. A mini big head bet segment ahead of the Monday Night Football matchup. So first things first, head. How you feeling? How did that long weekend treat you, betting and otherwise? Fantastic, man. Four straight days of nothing but football, betting-wise. Rough Thanksgiving, I'll say that. But another incredible Saturday and a four-and-two Sunday for NFL. So very, very good. No wonder you're in such a good mood. I can tell you're in a good mood. And by being in a good mood, I can tell the vibe that you don't hate the world. Yeah, I hate that last take on the Russ v. Tebow thing, but, you know, I'm good. Yeah, and you're not even a huge Russ fan, and you hated that. He's pudgy, he's boring, but he could throw a football. Half true. He's boring, but he's he's less pudgy, dude. He looks much better. Less pudgy, for sure. He's moving around. So what's going on with you in college football again? Why? You're making that look and sound easy. Yeah, because I've been doing parlays, but I've been doing all money lines. Parlays, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, money line parlays. I think I'm Several talking to my kid. Yes. 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 Did he get back to Florida, yeah. by the way? He made it back. He did. Okay. Gotcha. Jake had Jake had to make a running sprint to make his connecting flight, but laid back Logs, who roasted your ass, by the way, he made it back. Too. That's pretty impressive right there. I like that one. <laughs> All right. So tonight, dude. <laughs> All right. I like the way you said, nice job, kid, but don't turn into a tool like Eric. Yes. I absolutely do not do that. Logs has already forgotten. Believe me, he's moved on to the next thing. All right, so tonight we have the Vikings at home against the Bears. You already know how I feel about the Vikings. It doesn't matter where they play, who they play, or what the injury report says. Right. And I hate having this attitude, but it's real. No matter how I play them, I lose. I ride with them. I get punched in the face. I fade them. I get worked. I have no idea why this happens. I just know that this happens. And by the way, Head, can mm-hmm. I tell you something else? Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing about the Saints oh. right about now. Yep. Actually, that's not fair. I just bet the Saints ATS and I get worked <laughs> all the time. I mean, damn Saints, underachieve much. Oh. Anyway, back to the Saint. business at hand. The thing about the Vikings, it doesn't matter what I do. I get beat. Vikings, mm-hmm. minus three at home. How are you playing it? So I lost on the bleeping uh, Saints, too, and I think the emotional Derek era needs to be iced, and it's officially time for Jameis. What an ass watch of a football team Dennis Allen has. But that's my Saints take for you. Dude, I'm not even going to stop you. I'm not not even going to redirect you, put you back in your lane. I agree. Man, they are so disappointing and underachieving. At least they're getting their their money's worth. Dude, 100, 100 of that 150 million, I believe, is guaranteed. It's not a good situation. The front office is in trouble, and so is Dennis Allen because they are underachieving like no other. <laughs> like none. All right. Pick yeah, it up, dude. Other. Back to My the bad. game. Okay, back to the game. Spread here is Vikings minus three. All right. I know. Minnesota. I just said that. You should get run for that. I know. Oops. Like like less ah. or left. Ah. All right. So good luck with that game, head. See you on Thursday. Anyway, back to the phone. No, go I'll ride with Minnesota and lay the points here. I'm not sure any staff has done a better coaching job top to bottom than Kevin O'Connell's has this season. You know, the opposite of Dennis Allen's. Those guys are elite in the last three games. Why are you adding games, S's to their names, dude? Uh, to Kevin O'Connell's? And team? Kevin Allen's? Dennis, Dennis Allen's? Allen's, I mean? Yeah. His staff I was talking about. Him. Oh, him I see. Apostrophe, yes. Yeah. O'Connell's guys are elite, Jim. In the last three games without Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, 
and with Josh Dobbs, Cousins the fine. Of the he's got he's he's got an S at the end of his name. Yep, Cousins and Kurt or Kirk. I can't remember which one you that like one that. is. Doesn't matter. He's out. Like the offense three games without him. The Vikings are top ten in scoring, top ten in yards per game, and their running game, which had been one of the worst in the NFL, has averaged 148 yards per game over that time span. Credit to O'Connell and Forrester, protege Chris Cooper on that. And tonight, yes, that guy's protege. Best blocking line, pass protection-wise as well in the NFL. Did you know that? I'm going to hear you over the snort, dude. What would you say? Tonight, my point is, those guys get a defense that's allowed 26 points per game, has the worst pass rush in football, the worst third-down defense, and the worst red zone D. Damn, Forrester. That is some impressive stuff. On the other side of the ball, impressive stuff. Brian Flores, he's the man. He doesn't have a lot God, of talent. God, you love that guy, dude. Love him. His team ranks 14th it's in It's so scoring. clear to me which coordinators you love and which ones you hate. Now, you love Flores. That's why I think O'Connell's staff might be the best in football right now is because of Flores and O'Connell. They're incredible. His team ranks 14th in scoring. No, dude, you're scoring. incredible. Thank you. Thanks. So Forrest is actually incredible. All right, go ahead. Continue. Okay, 14th in scoring, 12th in opponent yards. The Vikings ranked 30th and 31st in those two categories a year ago. Also, Justin Fields, he holds the ball longer than any quarterback in football. That's not good against the Flores D that brings the house more than anyone else. ATS, on the season, the Vikings have now covered 70% of their games, and I have Justin Fields as a 9-19 and as a career dog. That's 32%. That's not good at all. Vikings get the it's win, not. cover the three, Below, and good. send them sour-ass bears out of town. You know, it's interesting, dude. Like I said, it doesn't matter what I do with the Vikings. I get beat. I get beat no matter what. But hearing you, yes, I do. But hearing you lay it out like that makes me want to lay the points and double the unit bet. Like, dude, that was one one of your more persuasive arguments. Stay disciplined, Jim. Stay disciplined. And that's the problem. I'm not. I'm not. That, that was the really Vikings, interesting. Right? Right, my thought on was, even before hearing what you had to say, mm-hmm. here was my thought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Vikes. Okay. I'm going to take the Vikes. I'm going to lay the points. Okay. Chicago is not as embarrassing as they were earlier this year, but still embarrassing enough that I'm pretty comfortable laying the points with Minnesota at home. I think Josh Dobbs, who is an amazing story, is going to get better and better week to week as he gets more and more acclimated with, well, his teammates and their names, mm-hmm. but the offense itself. And if I'm not mistaken, you tell me, because this is where you live, Minnesota has covered in six straight games. Yes, six straight. They had won five in a row before letting last week's game against Denver get away. I think they'll be pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see how Chicago can score with them. And it's got nothing to do with the aforementioned Justin Fields saying that when he saw me on Radio Row, I don't know if you work out or not. <laughs> It's a lot of great products that they have, depending on what you're doing. I don't know if you break out much, but, you know, you, you of course, you're the— You know what that'd be like, dude? That'd be like me saying, I don't know if you play quarterback or much. I don't know, I don't know, know if you play worse. in the NFL Fields or much. Or what do you mean? How do you look at me yeah. and say, I don't know if you work out or much? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played quarterback or much. All right, just kidding, Jay. That's just, just playing. Is that dude. worse than Micah or about equal? Great question. Let's think about that for a minute. Mm. What's worse? Micah calling me a sissy. This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Straight up. Justin Fields looking me up and down and saying, I don't know if you work it's out at all. Great products that they have, depending on what you're doing. I don't know if you work out much, but you know, you, you of course, you're there. At, at, least, at least you qualified it with much. Much. I don't yeah. know if you work out or not much. <laughs> and then 
Then you have your favorite, Rex Lee, dunking on me. That's pretty that, good. That's one. a good question. Which one is the most insulting of those three? Only if we did polls, but we don't. So It's just a poll between you and I. I'm going to say that Fields did qualify when I pushed back. He yeah. said I he qualified when he said much. And then when I pushed back and said, what do you mean? What do you mean by that anyway, dude? Look at me. He's like, well, you do kind of look like a cardio guy. He did say that part too, which and he did like know, my slacks. A compliment for yeah. sure, and I like the pants. Did I tell you what's not a pick? Okay, there you go. There Rex you go. Nice, he's off. Nice he's off the list. He's fine. He's covered. Yeah. He complimented me on my on my fit. Mm-hmm. All sure, in all, I like the pants. Back to the point. <laughs> all in all, I like Minnesota enough, and I have more than enough issues with the Bears to take the Vikes. I'll lay the points. If I were any of you clones, I would hammer the Bears because, well. Me and the Vikes. It never goes well. No. You and I are on the same page. What else? You got any good prop bets? Yeah, I got one right here. Jordan Addison at plus 185 to score a touchdown tonight. Only the ass commanders and Eagles have given up more TDs through the air than the Chicago's 22. And Addison has actually been targeted more than Hawkinson in the red zone this season. And you can get him at better money. Um, so let's go with uh, Jordan Andretti Addison at plus 185 to score a touchdown. At See, that's a good tonight. number for that, yeah, for that bet. I like that. Anytime, yeah. Plus 185. And the Bills also plus had, 500, you... Jim, to make the playoffs. Say it again, what? The Buffalo Bills plus 500 to make the playoffs. Okay, I was just going to ask you. Yep. Oh, no, that's not what you said. That's not, that's not what I texted me... you, but playoffs. I saw this one right after that. Okay, yeah. two questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, say what you just said since I stepped all over you. You see a new bet with the Bills. What is it? It's plus 500 on DraftKings right now to make the playoffs. You could get them also at plus 2,500 to win the conference, which I like that one too. And if you want to get a little risky at a big number, because a lot of these other sites have plus 3,000, DraftKings has plus 5,000 for the uh, Bills to win the Super Bowl, which I don't think Buffalo is completely out of it. It's an A or an F for McDermott. It's either, you know, feast or famine here. DK, yo, DraftKings. Yeah. Big so odds, man. Plus Good 500 odds. to make the playoffs, plus mm-hmm. 2,500 to rip the <sighs> conference, and plus mm-hmm. 5,000 to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl right now. Which of those have you hit? I hit the playoffs and I hit the Super Bowl. I should have probably hit the conference instead, but I what, hit the Super why, Bowl. Dude, that, that's the dumbest thing ever. If you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, why would you not have hit the conference? Not enough value at 2,500? No, I'll probably hit that one too, but I probably should have Yeah, but by there. the time you hit it, it's going to be down to 1,700. It could be after this segment. And the logic is the AFC isn't as strong as it has been, right? The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Ravens, none of those teams are as strong as they no, have no, I'm not, been. I'm not saying years. you shouldn't hit them. I'm saying why did you hit them to win the Super Bowl? but not the conference. Yeah, I don't know. Because I saw the Super Bowl first, and I'm like, damn, that's a good one. You saw that big number, man. You went crazy. I got greedy and watched. The 49ers or Eagles will beat them if they get there. What what is the biggest long shot you've ever won in anything? Tampa Bay Bucks, the plus 5,000 to win the Super Bowl. How'd that feel? Fantastic. I bet, dude, right? Yeah. I bet. Mm -hmm. Did it make up for all the bad beats? Hell yes. It covers years of that stuff, man. Give it to me. always have fun in futures. Give it to Mm. me, head. Who you got tonight? I got uh, the Minnesota Vikings minus three, and I got Jordan Addison at plus 185 to score a touchdown tonight, and I have the Bills at plus 500 to make the playoffs and hit it plus 2,500 to win the conference. Not the Super Bowl yet. Dude, are you kidding me? You just said you hit him at plus 5,000. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm telling everybody else, hit him to win the conference first, and okay. then we'll worry about yeah, that. That's what yeah. you're advising. Yes. So you're advising them to do something that you yourself have not done. That's I'm rich. Gonna do it. I'm going to do it right now. I'm on DraftKings right now. Send me a Great screenshot. Site. Prove it. Okay. All right. 
Nice job, Head. Sort right. of, kind of. I'm with you. I, I like both of tonight's bets. I like the Addison prop, and I'm going to ride Vikings minus three. But again, me and the Vikings. If I were you, I'd run the other way. If I were you, I would take the Bears plus three. But I'm going to hit Vikings minus In fact, I already did. I'm already on record. All right, 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up. I've got Andy Staples coming up at 40 past. Hey, Denver, I need some reaction. This dude comparing Russett to Tim Tebow? Come on. Gotta do better than that, right? Also still ahead. I don't know if I'll get to this next segment. Some dude tripped on his cat. Now, I don't mean like Brian Greasy tripping on his dog back in the day. This dude tripped on his cat and suffered injuries that you would see from somebody... Who got hit by an 18-wheeler and dragged. I mean, bad stuff. Is it real? I don't know. It's in the New York Post. I'm assuming it was. Let me slide that in. We'll see. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right. So a couple of orders of business. Welcome back. Did you know that Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you are never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. Also, as you know, Monday is an ATP day. Ask the pros. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people that you know and love at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I've got Andy Staples coming up next segment. Some quick ATPs. Romy, why do you call the crew the XR4TI? Thanks, D and Boulder. Hey, D. Why does anybody do anything? All together now, because they can. Anyway, back in the day, I saw some professional athletes with crews, posses. And I just was so into how loyal their crew was. Of course, back in the day, I noticed that a lot of those crews were compensated. They were rewarded as part of the posse. Like, if you were able to attach, and I I loved it because back in the day, there were guys that actually jumped from posse to posse or crew to crew. Like a business decision. Like professional posse. Pro posse. Anyway, I thought to myself, it'd be cool if I had somebody who had my back and a crew, even though I couldn't get them all cars or rollies or anything like that. But I needed a name for it. Like, okay, as an example. I think this is where the inspiration came from. Back in the day, Mike Bibby used to come on the program quite a bit. And the New York Times had done a whole piece. I don't want to say an expose, but a piece on his crew. And I read it, and I was fascinated. I thought it was amazing. Like, they loved Mike. They loved Mike. And Mike loved them. And I thought, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go look at it. I want to say allegedly. Have you see Mike these days? My man's gigantic. I don't want him cracking my skull. And Mike and I always did really well, though. Loved Mike. I could have swore that one of them once said, you know, Mike gets an Escalade. We all get Escalades. 
And I could never say that about my crew. But they were Team Dime. I love the name, Team Dime. I'm like, all right, so I can't have a pro crew, but I can have a crew. And if I can't get them all Escalades, we can at least have a name. What do I name the crew? Well, the Mercor XR4TI was a big, big thing at the time. I still was not over what a piece of crap that was and what a bad financial play that was. Well, for my parents, they bought me the car for graduation. Anyway, I just thought that'd be cool. So I named the crew the XR4TI from the Mercor XR4TI. If you need more background on the XR4TI, I've told the story too many times. Look it up. Google it. It's a fascinating car. It was a Ford car engineered in Germany. And like gearheads, for some reason, love that car, even though it was a piece of crap. So, Rome, why would you name your crew, which you need and respect and love, after a piece of crap? Fair. There it is. Hold it up. Hold it up so New York can get it. There is a picture of the XR4TI right next to Alby's head. In red. I like it in red. The XR4TI. There's Alby. There's the XR4TI. There's Chalk hiding behind the XR4TI. There's Savage in the back row doing nothing. There you go. Jimmers. Where did you get your sharp tongue and wit? Your mom or your dad? Regards, Steve and Martinez. Your mom. My dude, you uh, sucking up to me or do you mean that? Where did I get my sharp tongue and wit? My mom or my dad? I'm going to answer that by saying I must have been adopted. They, They both were like, my mom is still, and my dad was, pretty amazing people. But not like me. I don't mean they're not amazing like me. I mean, they're not, they're not funny, funny like that. My mom is really smart and really tough. My old, my old man was funny. But we were funny in a different way. Anyway, I don't, I don't know how to answer that, dude. Mr. Rome. Did you like the steak better than the lobster enchiladas? Respectfully, Edward Marino. Edward, I will honor that. That actually was fair. For, for Edward, that's a Hall of Fame ATP right there. That's not cringy. That's not boring. That's not awkward. That's not stale. That's a fair question. I posted a pic from Javier's. We asked the kids, since they were both in town, where do you want to go? And we all agreed, Javier's? Let's go to Javier's. I did not get the lobster enchiladas. I did. I have, I have a backup. It's called the, I want to say... Carne Tampa Pequena, or I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. It's a, a three entree meal. I did something crazy over the weekend because I was loading up on so much grub and so much bloat. Prior to that meal, I got up and I did a 120 minute ride on the Pelly. This has been my thing lately two hour rides. They're pretty gnarly. They're pretty gnarly. The only thing more whacked than that is how whacked I am in my own head sometimes. I did that in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I chased it with another hour. I've never done a three-hour or three hours worth of rides in one day. That was 50 miles. So when I got to Javier's, I'm like, I pulled a, a Charlie in Lawrence. I said, I'll take it. I looked at the menu, and I said, I'll take it. Because I rode 50 miles. 
and burn damn near 2,000 calories. Jungle caramel. They're like, hey, Mr. Rome, great to see you. What would you like tonight? I said, I'll take it. I said, answer the question. Edward, it was great. It was awesome. I saw my go-to. And Dr. Jano developed an allergy to shellfish years ago. So she hasn't had lobster in years. It just it came out of nowhere. Just one of those things. And her reaction's bad. So she stopped eating shellfish years and years and years ago. She got in her head that night. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try the lobster enchiladas. I'm like, sweetheart. I'm not sure I'm up for the emergency center run tonight. Sweetheart. She's like, if it happens, it's going to take some time. It won't happen at dinner. It'll happen in the middle of the night. We'll be at home. I'm like, sweetheart, I I mean, okay, but I'd, I'd rather not do so. I don't think this is the night to make the emergency run. So she takes one bite. I'm like, oh, my God, you have hives. There's a hive. I see it. She was fine. Hey, Jim, why did you name your radio show The Jim Rome Show? Signed, Victor in San Diego, west of the I-5. I don't know, dude. I may have to think on that. Why are you asking me these trick questions? It's the jungle. It's not even the Jim Rome show. Why? I don't know. Because the Alan Deloro show was already taken? Thank you, Alan. Anybody else? What else we got? What else we got? Matt in AK. Rome. Did Jake get an XR4TI for graduating? Hashtag ATP. If he did, dude, it's beat to hell. And yeah, look hard to find it. I told you, they only made that car for two years. 86 and 87. No, he did not. We got into an argument, too, over the weekend. I'm not proud of this. I I like to think that I'm a pretty good dad. I mean, you saw Rogues and I interact. You saw the love. You saw the respect. The same kid and I got into it over the weekend over something really, really smart. And by smart, I mean really stupid. Logues has got this thing where he knows he loves cars. He knows I'm kind of a car guy, but he loves to tell me other cars and how much faster they are than mine. And he's not even pimping me. He's just acting like I know better, Pop. Have you seen the specs? Do you even know? Do you know? He's got a huge thing for Teslas. Like fastest or quickest. Not fastest, but quickest car ever. Jake has a Jeep. Jake has a Jeep. And they were going on and on. Help me with this. Why don't you just got to look this up? Because I let's just say that that night that I went to Javier's, I had a 42. Maybe an 84. I wasn't driving. So Logan starts in on me. He's like, yo, Pop, you know, or Jake brought it up. Hey, hey, Pop, Pop, you ever seen the Jeep Battlehawk or it's something Hawk? And I was kind of oblivious. Not not that Hawks. And they're they're just talking about how, dude, that car, say it again, Chalk? Trackhawk, maybe? I don't know, but whatever it was, it's, it's a Jeep. Cherokee, I think. And they're like, they're going on and on about, yo, yo, pop, that you don't ever want to come up against that. You don't want to bump up against that, man. You'll be embarrassed, yo. You'll be embarrassed, yo. Oh, this I didn't know. Chalk just hit me with it's 700 HP. I didn't know that. Uh, maybe I owe Rogues an apology. We got into it. 
I'm like, Rose. So when he it started off as just junk talking, but then it got a little bit angry. I'm like, hey man, stop, 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 stop with that. That's what you said about. And I'm not going to run down the cars I've had, but then I ran them all down one by one, every car I've ever had. And DJ's in the back seat going, "Are you kidding? Would you stop? Are you like, stop talking to your son like that?" I'm like, DJ, respectfully, stay out of this. We're talking about cars, and we're just talking junk. I'm not. I'm not in any way being mean to the kid. And believe me, the kid's not hearing anything. He's got too much rogues in his ears. Trust me. You heard him. Little did I know the car had 700 under the hood. Let me just say this without being too much of a bag. I've had over 600 under the hood before. I've never had 700 under the hood. I've had six, and that's why I responded the way I did. Hey, rogues, I'm. I apologize for absolutely nothing. I'm the reason you're in this world, rogues. To absolutely nothing, Rogan. And that's falling on deaf ears because as he proved when he came on the show, he doesn't listen. He couldn't name one caller to the program. Maybe my favorite moment of the whole interview. He could not name one caller to the show. All right, I got to get out. No, I want to get out because Andy Staples is coming up next. But first, here's a sports update. Here is a good way to end the program. One last segment. Welcome back. We are joined right now by a national college football host for On3. Also the host of the Andy Staples On3 podcast. Previously served as a senior writer for The Athletic and Sports Illustrated. Of course, I'm talking about Andy Staples. Joins us via Zoom. Andy, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, my bad. I was led to believe you were on Zoom. What's up, dude? How you doing? What's up? I, I can be on Zoom now? I can see your beautiful face? We got, we got to I know. I thought we would. Up. I thought we did. I thought we would. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. It's good to have you back, dude. Thanks so much. Let me ask you first about Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan gets Ohio State again. And, Andy, they did so this time without Jim Harbaugh there. How damaging is the loss to Ryan Day? And then how much worse is it given that, well, Harbaugh wasn't there? So much worse. Because as the Ohio State coach, you are judged by, one, do you compete for national championships, and two, do you beat Michigan? And question two is actually more important than question one. Like, ask John Cooper. He went 210-1, and and that was in an era without the Internet. I think if the Internet and social media had existed when John Cooper coached there, his tenure probably would have been cut in half. So Ryan Day is in in a spot where he inherited a dominant streak against Michigan. He won the first meeting. They didn't play the second year. And now he's lost three in a row. And to make matters worse, you know, depending on who you believe, you know, Ohio State may have had something to do with, with Michigan getting turned in and, and Jim Harbaugh being suspended. If that actually happened, that's the, the biggest case of getting hoisted by your own petard that I've ever seen. Like, him losing to not Jim Harbaugh is so much worse than losing to Jim Harbaugh. It's extremely well said. When you put it that way, Andy Staples is joining us. I would agree. Let me move on quickly. What about Alabama, Andy, beating Auburn 
on a fourth and 31 miracle to win the Iron Bowl. I mean, we've learned to expect the unexpected in the Iron Bowl, but that keeps their college football playoff hopes alive. Now the Tide gets the two-time defending champs, Georgia, in the SEC title game. How do you see this matchup? What do you think it comes down to? Well, the conventional wisdom is if Alabama had that much trouble beating this Auburn team, they have no chance against Georgia. But all you have to do is look back two years and, and remember Alabama going four overtimes with a pretty blah Auburn team and then beating Georgia, a better Georgia team, in the SEC championship the next week. So I am now at this point, I have no idea what's going to happen because after that play, and the only thing I think we really truly learned from that play is never just rush to <laughs> send the normal amount of pass rushers, no matter the circumstance. That's the rule from here on out. But as far as Alabama and Georgia go, it, Jim, you know, Georgia played not at full strength against Georgia Tech. They looked like uh, they were a little sleepy. I think we're going to see a full strength Georgia on Saturday in Atlanta. But again, count out Nick Saban in this situation at your own peril. And if Alabama wins that game, the college football playoff scenarios go into a really weird place, especially if Texas wins too. Because remember, Texas is sitting there with a head-to-head win against Alabama. So uh, the, I'm sure the playoff committee members are sitting there going, please let Georgia win so that our decisions can be easy. Because if Nick Saban wins this game, it's going to get real complicated. You know, it's funny to say that. We were just having that same conversation off the air, that if Georgia were to lose that game, then what? Then what? Like, as an example, what about Florida State? Like, Florida State relies mm-hmm. on their defense and running back Trey Benson. They beat Florida without their star quarterback, Jordan Travis. What if they're 13-0 but they don't have their star player, and what a jacked-up situation that is. Is there any way the committee would look at Florida State and say, yeah, well, they don't have their best player, therefore they're not worthy? I think if Georgia wins against Alabama, I don't, I don't foresee that situation happening. I, I think if Georgia wins and Florida State is 13-0, and Florida State is in the playoff. They're not going to leave out a 13-0 and Power 5 conference champ in that situation. If Georgia loses, like I said, because Texas having that win against Alabama complicates things. The other part of it that would complicate things is 12-1 and Georgia. Because remember, the committee's charge is for best, not for most deserving, not for best resumes, for best teams. If you gave truth serum to every member of the committee, even if Georgia loses to Alabama and said, who's the best team in America, they're still going to say Georgia. Like Vegas would favor Georgia over every other team in the country. In the playoffs. So that's the part that really complicates it is now the teams vying for number four are going to be judged against Georgia in that situation. And I think more than likely, Georgia's going to win in that one. Andy Staples is joining us. All right, Andy, also the coaching carousel. Man, this thing is wild and it's spinning already. What is your reaction to Texas A&M paying Jimbo Fisher 75 mil to go away and then coming back and hiring his former assistant, Mike Elko? We know Elko's a hell of a coach. Do you like that hire? I do. I do. And, you know, it's interesting because people keep asking me, what's the difference between hiring Mike Elko and hiring Mark Stoops, the Kentucky coach, who they were walking down the aisle with on Saturday night. And then the, the Texas A&M Board of Regents, looked at the contract is like, mm, I don't know about this. And Mark Stoops is like, well, maybe I'll just stay at Kentucky. Uh, I think the, the deal is both of them bring a very high floor. And Elko just won nine games last year at Duke. He, he's been very good there this year. 
I think he, he, he brings a, a knowledge of Texas A&M from being there as a defensive coordinator for four years. And after, if you look, when Elko left is when they really started to fall off. So I think he, he can do a very good job there. The question is, can he give them what they want, which is annual national title contention? And with A&M, it's such a weird thing because they have every resource you could possibly want. They have the location. They have a passionate fan base. They have all of the stuff, but they cannot seem to get over the hump. And I honestly don't know what the, the pedigree of the coach is who gets them over the hump. I think there's a little bit of a crapshoot involved there. But I love what Elko did at Duke. I love that he's a defensive guy that isn't afraid to have a creative offense. And I think that, you know, that's probably the difference between him and Mark Stoops, where Mark Stoops is a very good coach, great recruiter, would have gotten really good players at Texas A&M. But in 11 seasons at Kentucky, Mark Stoops has never seemed to want to let the offense kind of let its freak flag fly. And so I don't – like, you have to be adaptable on both sides of the ball to win at the highest, highest level. See, That's seems what Kirby Smart does. That's what Nick Saban does. I think Elko might be able to do that. I was going to say, excuse me, Andy, like, it's reasonable the way you lay that out. And if they had held these guys up side by side and made that decision, that'd be one thing. But how did they get halfway down the aisle with Stoops before that thing changed? Exactly what changed? I think what happened was people started looking at the contract because here's the thing. Kentucky's the best job in America. Like they pay Mark Stoops an average of $9 million a year over the term of this deal, which he signed through 2030. Average of $9 million a year is 75% guaranteed. So it'd be like if you fired him today, it'd be $45 million buyout. Well, assuming you're, you're going to get a little more because you're, you're changing jobs. I would imagine the people at A&M at the end of the day, looked at the contract and said, this looks awfully familiar. This looks like the contract we just bought out. Are we sure we want to do this again? And you don't have to do that with Elko. He doesn't command that. I think the only thing more amusing to me, Andy, than you saying that Kentucky is the best job in America is that I have no comeback for that. I think you're right. I think given what it is. (laughs) It's amazing, right? And they're not trying to fire him. All these other jobs that pay like that, if, if you don't win 10 or 11 games, you're, you're gone. No, he can say as long as he wants, as long as he wins 10 games. So that, that, that is really something. What about the Indiana job? Who do you think ends up with the Indiana job, and how attractive a destination would that be? I, it's, it's in the Big Ten, so it becomes very attractive because of the money. It's an incredibly hard job that just gets even harder because the Big Ten is adding four really good programs in, in Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA. So you're going to go there and you're going to get paid, but you go there with the assumption that you're probably going to get fired and bought out at a certain point. So uh, you, you got to work miracles at Indiana to win consistently. Uh, one one good guy who's been there, who's a good young coach, who I think might have a good shot at that job, is uh, Kane Womack at the University of South Alabama in Mobile. Uh, he was an assistant under Tom Allen at Indiana did a really good job as their young defensive coordinator, has shown himself to be a very good young head coach. So I think he, he might have a good inside track on that job. So what do you think about Jonathan Smith going to Michigan State? Love it. Love that hire. Jonathan Smith's teams at Oregon State played exactly the way you need to play to win in the Big Ten. And Michigan State is a much easier recruiting job than Oregon State. And I realize, I'm sure Jonathan Smith did not relish leaving his alma mater, but given the conference limbo that Oregon State was in, if a Big Ten program and, you know, Michigan State, you think about this, 
They won the Big Ten eight years ago. It's not like it's some distant memory that they can never compete in the Big Ten. Uh, they won 11 games two years ago. So if he does a good job, and look, the, the job he did in Corvallis, he was working miracles. So if he does what he did in Corvallis, he can turn Michigan State into a very competitive program in the Big Ten. I, I think that it's not a surprising hire, but I think it's a good hire. I think he's a hell of a coach. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Jonathan Smith. I think they got that one right. Andy Staples is a now national college football host for On3. He has his own podcast, the Andy Staples On3 podcast, and also a good, good friend of the program. My man, next time we Zoom, great to have you back, Andy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. The best. is so good. Andy Staples joining us. Working it. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. All right, there is the Monday edition of the program. Good start. My thanks to Andy Staples, Mike Jones, the big head and I. We are both going Minnesota minus three this evening. The XR4TI. Other than that, less slash left snafu. Solid start to the week, fellas. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and or watching or both. See you tomorrow. We're out.